Good afternoon, everyone. I trust we had a great day. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of RMY Weekend Seminar. I appreciate everyone for joining us again. Please do well to invite everyone. Invite any of your friends, any of your colleagues. Please try to invite anyone. Um, since the beginning of this year, we started the series on the kingdom. I mean the kingdom of God. What it's all about, the ethics, the things that kingdom people do, should do, the method of operations, etc. We're going through ways to live like the kingdom people by, by following the kingdom principles. Last week, we were taught on the topic, the kingdom concepts. I'm sure we were blessed just like me. So today, we will go through another kingdom series. I'll be speaking on the topic, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? I know so many people have been asking the questions, why does God take so long to answer my, to answer my prayers? I'm a believer. I attend church services. In fact, I attend weekly programs. I pay my tithes. I pay my offering. I do everything. In fact, I work for God. So why does it take so long to answer my questions? Why does it take so long to answer my prayers? Or has it not been listening to me? And so on and so forth. I know millions I, I have these questions in their hearts. This reminded me of a message sent to Reverend. The message reads, Dear Reverend, I am tired of my experience in life. It is like the more I pray and fast, the, the more difficulties I face. Every job I apply for ends in rejection. I'm tired and about to give up. At 38, I have no husband and no good job. Why does God take so long to answer? In quote, why does God take so long to answer? I know it's um, a reflection of what millions are going through, what they are passing through. If we look at um, 13 verse 1, we will notice David's cry. Psalm 13 verse 1, he says, How long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? David even cried further in verse 2. It says, How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart daily, how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? That means there was a season in David's life when he felt his enemies were making more progress than him. There was a season when he felt God has forgotten him or was slow. But how can a man after God's heart be, be passed through such battles? Why? Why? But don't let, don't let life discourage you. Everyone who got where he is had to begin where he was. Other notable saints have passed through this war-ridden road before. And if David made it at last, then you will make it at last. Yes, other notable saints have passed through this war-ridden road before. And if David made it at last, then you will make it at last. You just need to hold on till your season comes. But don't forget that David was a crying man before he became a crucifixion man. 
he bled before he blessed. He was a man of prayer and worship, but he was also a man of pain and grief. He made mistakes like any other mortal, but he was a miracle at last. He was a man of questions that had no immediate answers. Let's see into the weeping room of David and behold his questions. Please follow me as we read Psalm 35 verse 17. Psalm 35 verse 17. Psalm 35 verse 17. It says, Lord, how long will thou look on? Rescue my soul from, the, from their destructions, my darling from the lions. Let's look at Psalm 74 verse 10. Psalm 74 verse 10. O God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Even Psalm 89 verse 46, it says, How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy rods burn like fire? Again, Psalm, verse, Psalm 94 verse 3. Psalm 94 verse 3. It says, Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? <laughs> it's really getting hot here in the weeping chambers of David. If you notice the scriptures, I said Psalm 35 verse 17, Psalm 14. 74 verse 10, Psalm 89 verse 46, and Psalm 94 verse 3. You see how David was grieved in his heart. He was grieved in his heart. Like I said, it's really hot in the weeping chambers of David. But always remember, no man is ever whipped until he quits in his own mind. Giving up is not an option. And even when your prayer seems delayed or when your summer turns into deadly winter, don't quit. Fight on and hold on. Continue to strive. Yes, you're a worker in the house of God. Continue to be a worker. Continue to strive. Yes, you fellowship with him. Continue to fellowship with him. Continue to strive. Continue to strive. There is always a way out of every humanly closed door. With God, it is never over. And there are always impossibilities which the world calls miracles. If billions are committing suicide, then indeed, these are perilous times. And without faith and courage, even the strongest might fight, might faint. Even the strongest might faint. We win many of life's rewards by learning how to hang in there and walk to the very end. No matter how everything has been, no matter how everything has been, just continue to depend on Him. Just continue to wait on Him. Just continue to wait on Him. You don't need to worry. In Matthew 6 verse 27, he says, Who of you by worrying can add a single heart to his life? So that means worrying can do nothing. If worrying cannot add a single heart to your life, so what is the essence of worrying? 
Then Jeremiah 32 verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I'm sure we all know the answer is no. No. So the answer is a big no. A big no. Because there is nothing God cannot do. So determined to still pray, determined to trust in God, determined to hold on, determined to begin to, to have faith in Him. There are two keys that will kill depression in times of despair. Two keys. Key one is gratitude. Gratitude. You enter dangerous territory when you neglect to be grateful for what you have. And instead, you begin to fear losing what you have accumulated. The blessings of life surround everyone. But the person is there who allows the simple benefits of life to fill his or her soul. You know, Romans 12 verse 12 says, Romans 12 verse 12, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instance in prayer. And 1 Thessalonians 5 16. 1 Thessalonians 5 16, it says, Rejoice evermore. And also Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice. That means no matter what is happening to you, force yourself to rejoice. Always, 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 and forever rejoice. Living in gratitude by force is a choice to dwell on the positives instead of dwelling on the negatives. Choosing to be grateful ends the greatest return in times of trouble. You need to be happy always. You need to be grateful for what you have. You need to be grateful for what you have. You need to be grateful for what you have. So you must do a gratitude list each day. Refuse a murmuring list. So I want you to list three things in life for which you are grateful for. Three things for which you are thankful. List them. Don't just jot them down. Roll them over in your mind. Let them sink into your spirit. Let them sink into your spirit and begin to be thankful for what you have. Don't just don't, don't just note them down. I want you to have them in your mind and begin to ruminate on them. Just three things. And begin to thank God for the three things. Begin to thank God for that three things. So I said number one is gratitude. Number two is avoid selective hearing. Don't forget I told you that there are two things that will kill depression in times of despair. Number one is gratitude. Number two is avoid selective hearing. For most people pa passing through one pain or the other, they select the news they want to hear and they deny that certain things have happened. There are people who refuse to let go when they are, when they are, when they are disappointed in relationships. Some refuse to allow the dead to go. Others refuse to accept the fact that a particular trial is real in their lives. But for you to get to your common place of success, for you to get to that, that success path, you must never accept this trap. Faith does not deny the existence of facts on any issues, but faith refuses to focus on the facts. Listen again, I said, faith does not deny the evidence of facts on any issues, but faith refuses to focus on the facts. Faith refuses to focus on the facts. 
Most times, the crown is manufactured from the cross. The crown is manufactured from the cross. It is not wisdom to deny that something is happening. Acknowledge it and confront it with the greater one in you. You know, suicide or depression is as a result of refusing to agree that a battle is real or bowing to that battle. When you commit suicide or when you are depressed, it's as a result of refusing to agree that a battle is real or bowing to that battle. The wise they appraise of the economic outlook and make decisions based upon incoming data. So you need to always be grateful to God and number two, like I said, avoid selective hearing. Avoid selective hearing. Number one, gratitude. Number two, avoid selective hearing. At times, you know, those decisions can be painful, such as instituting a spending freeze, quitting a relationship, or terminating the employment of a devoted worker. Learn to confront reality, but refuse to wallow in worry and frustration. Confront reality. Know that these are these, they are real, but refuse to wallow in worry and frustration. What you need to do is to find solutions to whatever is happening to you. Is to come out strong, to be bold, to say, yes, I will come out strong. I will fight this thing till the end. Fill your mind with hope that the best is yet to come. Fill your mind with hope that the best is yet to come. Someone said, if I were asked to give what I consider the most useful bit of advice for all humanity, it would be this. Expect trouble as an inevitable part of life. And when it comes, hold your head high, look it squarely in the eye and say, I will be bigger than you. You cannot defeat me. So I want you to say, I will be bigger than you. You cannot defeat me. Tell that problem now this particular problem i'll be bigger than you you cannot defeat me reject selective hearing you need to hold on you need to know that your best is yet to come you need to know that god can do anything he can do all things all things look on text 17 for with god nothing is impossible so you need to have it at the back of your mind that this my god is bigger than every of my problems this my god is bigger than any of my mountains it's bigger than whatever i'm passing through and he can help me out you know a sunday school teacher once stood before her class she unwrapped the substance and put it in her mouth she started licking it and after about two minutes asked the student she asked the student if what she was licking was sweet Many answers were supplied. One student said, it's, it's, it must be bitter. Another said, it must be sweet. Yet another said, the way you are finding your face, <laughs> it must be sore. Only one of the students said, Ma, how can I know the taste of what is in your mouth when I have not tasted it myself? The last response was actually the foundation of what the teacher wanted to communicate to the class. Whole taste. And see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The teacher wanted to communicate wanted to communicate to the class that all taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now the question is, have you tasted him? 
have you tested him have you tested his coat have you tested his works if no then you need to dedicate your life to him you need to surrender everything to him you will see that it is not good people that will make heaven but born again people it is not good people that will make heaven, but born again people. So if you've not tested him, if you do not know about him, or if you if you are hot, then cold. Today you are hot, tomorrow you are cold. Then you need to rededicate your life to him. You need to taste this man, taste this God, and see that he is sweet. If yes, if you've tested him and things are still bitter. I want you to know that the devil has a PhD in line. The devil lies a lot. So your life story shall end in sweetness. Every bitterness now in your life is as temporary as an ice block on a sunny day. See Psalm 119 verse 103. I want you to see Psalm 119 verse 103 and read it. Read it so you, you have courage within yourself. A part of Isaiah 3 verse 1, Isaiah 3 verse 10 says, Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well, which means it shall be sweet at the end. Put your hands on your chest and say to yourself many times now, My life shall end in sweetness. Devil, you are a liar forever in Jesus' name. I want you to say that, My life shall end in sweetness. Devil, you are a liar forever in Jesus' name. You don't need to give up now. You need to wait on God. He is never too late. He is never too late. And he cannot lie. You need to hold on. You need to trust in him. God is never late. You might think he's slow. But definitely he's working on better things. Even when it seems God is deaf. And you will never sing your song till you die. Migrate to the land of rugged determination. And wave a flag of I shall never quit. You need to fight on and hold on. You will still laugh no matter the hurt. You will still laugh. So keep trusting in God. You will still laugh. So you need to keep waiting on God. You need to keep waiting. Keep trusting in Him. Waiting is part of the kingdom principles. You need to keep waiting. Even when it seems slow, you need to wait. Even when it seems it's not listening to you, you need to wait. There's a place of waiting. It's part of the kingdom principles, waiting. Because God is bigger than your, than your anxiety. It's bigger than anything. It's bigger than whatever you are going through. When you look to, um, when you look to for help, each time a trial comes across your way, determines how far you will go in life. When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look we look long at the closed door that we don't see the open door. If things go wrong and sometimes they really do, don't go with them. When things go wrong, look up to the hills from whence comes your help. That's Psalm one twenty one. Because if you want to be distressed, you look within. If you want to be defeated, you look back. If you want to be distracted, you look around. If you want to be dismayed, you look ahead. If you want to be disappointed, look across. 
if you want to be disgraced, look down. But if you want to be delivered, you look up. You look up. When things go wrong, you look up. Trust God for another promotion. Trust God for a life partner. Trust God for financial favor in your business or career. Trust God when there seems to be lack. Looking around and looking across with attract shame. Remember Joseph got a two-year extension in prison when he looked up to a man for his deliverance. Did the man not forget him? You need to see the unseen by faith because God is greater than your anxiety. Vision is the art of seeing invisible things. You can check Second Corinthians 4.18. You must learn from David daily. And as you look up to the hills, every closed door of goodness open before you in Jesus' name. May every closed door of goodness be open before you in Jesus' name. So you need to hold on. You need to look up to God. When it seems like nothing is working, despite all your prayers and boasting in the Lord, the first thing to do is remember that God has a calendar different from your audience calendar. You need to know that God's calendar is different from yours. God's calendar is different from your own audience calendar. Second thing to do is to be determined never to quit trusting this God. You need to be determined never to keep, never to stop trusting this God. Though he says he, he, he slays you, trust him. Though he slays you, you need to keep trusting him. You can see Job 13 verse 15. And Job 14 verse 14 b says, All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. Now the third thing to do, is to wait till your change comes. God's delays are not God's deniers. No matter how much how much falls on you, we keep blowing ahead. That's the only way to keep the roots clear. You need to keep trusting in God. You need to keep trusting in God. You need to keep believing in Him. Now, there's a place of patience. Like I said, there's a place of waiting, which is patience. Patience is profitable. Like it is, it is a lost virtue in our culture today. There is so much, so much um, crave for wealth and fast success story because people are no more patient. Most vices are a consequence of impatience. You must realize that there is always a time, there is always a time between the day you plant, the play you plant mango or orange seed and when you eventually harvest the fruit. There is a time lag between the day you plant your mango or orange seed and when you eventually harvest the fruit. Every divine purpose delivers in stages and there is a time for every purpose on this earth, including your own. Don't cage or hinder your destiny by seeking for shortcuts. If you dodge the process, that is the process of waiting, the process of patience, you will miss the product. You will miss the product.
Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, For division is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That's Habakkuk 3, Habakkuk 2 verse 3. God is bigger than your biggest plans. He is working on your behalf. You need patience to obtain your evidence. Don't compare yourself with others. Or look around negatively. God's calendar for you is not the same with that of your next door neighbor. Patience is praise, in praise and worship will shield you from avoidable mistakes. The fullness of any vision speaks only at the end. You need to wait on God. You need to wait on God. You need to know that the trial you are facing is for a purpose. Now the story of a man, I would like to share with you the story of a man of God. You know, a man of God was to be used by God in a particular area of ministry, which was praying for the childless to be fruitful. But he had to go through the road of trial to enable him to develop compassion. You know, Jesus had to taste flesh and blood to transform him from the Almighty God to become a faithful and compassionate high priest. Who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities in the flesh? You can see that in Hebrews 4 verse 15. Now the man of God said when he got married, it took many years before pregnancy came. He said those years were like millions of years because of pressure from different people. So when God asked him to pray for childless couples, he perfectly understood that. However, he could, not under, he could not understand why he had to minister and pray for pregnant women. He, he understood the pain of staying without a child, but he did not understand the risk and battles involved in pregnancy. So when his wife eventually got pregnant, the expected date of delivery, that is the EDD came and went, yet there was no delivery. She was referred to a specialist clinic where she was told she had only 24 hours to live. The man of God then switched to a diet of gary and water for 13 days in earnest prayer and fasting. See, the child, I mean the baby was born. So he understood that women could not get pregnant. Women could get pregnant and die in the process. So he understood the fact that women could get pregnant and die in the process. In fact, within the 13 days of prayers, he saw many women die with their pregnancies. This created a new zeal and holy anger, holy compassion for ministering to pregnant women worldwide. Can you now see that truly your message is your message? Sometimes the things God allows us to pass through are for a future purpose. Your present pain and tears could be, could be because of someone yet unborn. No matter how your life has been, you need to refuse to regret. Know that no, no, no experience is wasted and never forget that life is a tragedy for those who feel and, and a comedy for those who think. You need to reject your feelings and hold on to God in faith. If you hold on, generations yet unborn will read your testimony. So there is a process, there is a place of waiting. There is a place of patience. In the kingdom. There is a place of patience in the kingdom. 
there's a place of waiting in the kingdom about 15 or 20 years ago if not more than that if not more than 50 or 20 years ago people had to wait before they could make telephone calls it should be more than 20 years that means they waited while they were home or their or, or their businesses to make telephone calls but with faster computers cell phones and other technology people can now make their calls as they drive walk or ride anywhere you must however realize that all the progress and quick conveniences of this generation are useless when it comes to seeking god the ori mentality that is the ori way of thinking just does not work when it comes to seeking god you must seek the mind of your manufacturer who is your manufacturer your god because he formed you that means he's your manufacturer you must seek the mind of your manufacturer concerning every component of the product so you must seek the life of your manufacturer concerning every 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 component of your product you must see you must seek the mind of your manufacturer that is the mind of your god concerning every component of your product concerning that is concerning the 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 components of your life and your ministry concerning everything that has to do with your life you must seek the mind of your god that is why you must still settle your account with god before the last day of this year the old time culture of waiting on god is fast disappearing from church today no most people don't don't wait on god anymore all they want is riches i want to become this i want to become that where is the place of waiting where is the place of waiting where is the place of waiting so you must switch your life from the oral lane to the waiting lane revelation 5 verse 8 says god bottles our prayers he puts he puts them in golden vials full of odors that means every prayer you pray is well preserved and jealously guided by jehovah jealously guided by god all your prayers are jealously guided by god that means all your fasting all your fasting these years all your prayers they are well preserved and jealously guided by god and they shall manifest full of odors the culture of seeking god through vivent that is oil and boiling prayers fasting etc cannot be cured or replaced by faster gsm cell phones never hurry out of his presence out of his presence it leads to dryness and shame when you hurry out of his presence it leads to dryness and it leads to shame and i hope you know that hurry leads to sorry that's why you need to keep waiting on god that's why you need to keep trusting in god because he's your manufacturer he knows everything so when he says no understand when he says no when he says yes fine when he says wait if he has been saying yes then you should know that when he says wait 
That means he has so many things. He has goodness in store for you. So you, there is a place of waiting. Therefore, it means we have three ways at which God answers our prayers. Is it that he says yes? Number two, no. Number three, yes, but you need to wait. So number one is yes. Number two is no. Number three is yes, but you need to wait. So there is a place of waiting in the kingdom. There's a place of waiting. There's a place where you need to keep trusting in him. There's a place where you need to be patient for him. Because you know he's working things for your good. So if you've been working for him, but you are tired because he has not answered your prayers, you need to keep working for him. Or are you tired of praying? Because it seems everything does not work out well for you. You need not to stop praying. This is the time to press on. This is the time to press on. This is the time to press on. Are you tired of reading your Bible because he has not answered your prayers? Oh, you need to start reading your Bible demon. Are you tired of working for him because you feel he doesn't answer your prayers? This is the time for work to work for him demon. Do you feel there's no need for me to worship him? There's no need for me to work for him since he has not been answering my prayers. This is the time to walk the more. This is the time to do things the more for him. You know, God may not answer your prayers your way, but he will answer his way. He will definitely answer in his way. Behind the scenes, he will move men, he will move the weather, he will move the events, he will move circumstances in order to work out the best for you. No matter how things seem, don't stop praying. Don't stop trusting Him. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop waiting. Don't stop working for Him. Don't stop praying. Don't stop studying His Word. Don't stop doing the spiritual exercises you need. He has greater plans for you. God is busy planning your dancing. God is busy planning your success. You need to hold on. You need to hold out. And you need to look up daily. You need to look up to Him. So when He tells you to wait, keep waiting. For He has plans for you. His plans for you are of good. Are you depressed? Stand up. Rise up. Do you think you are falling? Rise and begin to move. Begin to move even while waiting for Him. Walk the more even while waiting on Him. I pray God bless us in Jesus' name. 
We've come to the end of this week's seminar. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Please try to join us tomorrow as we'll be having a special of Sunday in honor of Mother's Day. I believe you don't want to miss it. Please invite your friends for tomorrow's special of Sunday. You don't want to miss it. I pray the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful weekend. Like I said, do not forget to keep trusting in Him. Do not forget to keep working for Him. Do not forget to keep waiting. Be determined that no matter what He says, you will wait. No matter how long it takes, you will keep waiting for Him. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Dami pada sirere Awo mi lewu ogo abo aso e gan kuro Oluwa mi o dide nitori temi o o o Oluwa mi e Oluwa mi o dide ninu ogore Amunu mi du ayi dami pada sirere Awo mi lewu ogo abo aso